like two girls gossiping. Just chatting. Yeah, chatting about crazy people. And crimes. Oh, God. Uh, I am so excited to be doing this again. I have really, really missed it. I know. I like I have, but I feel like we just stopped yesterday. Like, oh, yeah. No, ev- I do, too. Everything really flew fast. by. Yes. Yeah. It, I'm still like in shock. I can't believe it's the next <sighs> year. I can't. Uh, yeah, I don't even. It's not even this a thing yet. A big event. This will be a big year in America's history. I'm predicting. Yeah. Yeah. Because we'll um, impeach another president and Aww. this time we'll like throw him in jail. That's my hope. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my dreams. <laughs> Those are my hopes. That dreams. was actually my That's New Year's resolution. That's in my dream journal. <laughs> right. <laughs> my New Year's resolution was to like live through the year and watch Trump <laughs> thrown in prison. <laughs> live through the year. <laughs> well, I'd hope so. <laughs> I hope to survive. <laughs> I hope to survive long enough to see our president <laughs> jailed. <laughs> get all the things that are coming to him no um okay so yes we should probably get this party started take it away welcome to crime crazy the weekly true crime podcast with aaron Pline and jordan middleton where we prove that we know nothing about our legal system but we're still crazy for a good true crime story boom y'all air high five bang (laughs) wait (laughs) <laughs> just for your imagination effect. <laughs> that was Jordan case you don't know what a high five looks like. <laughs> looks like <laughs> it well, doesn't okay, look close like what your she eyes just and did. then take it back a few seconds and just listen to that <laughs> and then imagine it. I don't know that we should encourage our listeners to rewind. Like I feel like it's enough punishment to listen through the first time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we guys. shouldn't have to go back. <laughs> Poor thing. Uh, all right. So did you make any New Year's resolutions now that it's a new year? Um, I kind of did, but not really because I feel like as soon as you put a, like a, ta- like a tag on it, like it yeah, is a it resolution. Yeah. Um, but I did say <laughs> <laughs> I was not going to eat fast food anymore. Oh yeah. Because I'm going to cut that out. So starve ever, ever, or just like for the longest future I can gotcha so i haven't Mm -hmm. and i i don't know i'm like saving money because i'm not eating out a lot yeah and i told mike the only one i was keeping was starbucks because that's totally not fast food no it doesn't count i said i said just because there's a drive-thru doesn't well that's what we were talking about he's like what do you think is a fast food i said anything drive-thru related is fast food because it makes it so fast you go wait in your fucking car for it So Drinks don't like, count. Okay. So then I said, but coffee doesn't count because it's coffee. So you're not going to wait 20 minutes for coffee. Right. So right. we decided well, that one was fine. Yeah. No. Yeah. Drinks, I would think, don't count. So I've been doing that. And then I've just been eating more vegetables. Mm. Like actual vegetables. Actual as opposed to. Because I know you're going to be like, a potato is not a vegetable. Well, mm. it's. Corn's I- not a vegetable. What are the things you told me weren't a vegetable that I was like, yeah, it is something else. But uh, what other vegetables do you uh, eat? I don't know. I eat a lot of vegetables now. Well, what other vegetables did you eat before? Not French a lot. fries are not a vegetable. Ew, no, that's a potato. <laughs> I know it's a but, potato. <laughs> so, well, what was your like resolution then? Um, so like our 
big one is to sell our house in six months or at least to have it like ready to like sell sellable. in six months. Yeah. So we have to do a bunch of floors and we have some walls yeah. that need to be re-drywalled and we have to either put up drywall in the garage or pull down the insulation because that's technically not to code the way it yeah. is right now. And so there's a, a lot of little projects that have to be done and I think yeah. we're actually going to hire out most of them. There's a play set in the backyard that got like half ripped down that has to be done. I also started bullet journaling which okay I hear a lot about this yeah Sarah wants to do it I Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is so it's from what I can tell it's like an artistic journal thing so instead of me writing a journal entry like a diary entry Mm -hmm. I I choose things that I want to keep track of or make lists of and then I do it in a really artistic way so for example, okay. I want to go to Harry Potter World because, duh. Duh. And so in order to do that, I have to save a certain amount of money. Yeah. So I decided to track that in my bullet journal. But instead of being like making a list and saying, well, I saved $5 plus $6 plus mm-hmm. $23, you um, you make it creative and cute. So I drew one of the mm-hmm. Hogwarts towers and then made each row of bricks a milestone. So it was like $500 oh. or like $100 and... Two hundred dollars yeah. and all the way up, um, which kind of like like those huge thermometers that you have to fill up. Yes, yes. I always want to color them as you go. <laughs> and I made yeah, I made a big um, a big wheel and divided it into three hundred and sixty five little pieces. So and then I'm keeping instead of doing like a temperature blanket, yeah. I'm just doing the temperature with like colored pencils. Oh, that's so I have cool. all the days all shaded in. We have a big range already this year. Yeah. By the way. I would say it'll be like 70 on Friday. Yeah. Anyway, we have some kind of changey things that have happened. Yeah. I got a new job. Yep. You got a new job. Yep. Because I got a new job. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> everything's full circle right now, guys. <laughs> I think that we might have actually talked about that on our holiday episode, did we? About you coming back to be uh, the nanny for the kids? Well, not like coming back uh, and moving in, but like taking care of my children again <laughs> i don't know if we mentioned it or not i can't remember either anyway that's jordan's announcement <laughs> she's gonna be our nanny <laughs> thanks aaron take it away <laughs> oh shit so yeah aaron got a new job i got a new job because aaron got a new job that's right and now i can afford to employ jordan my dogs are always sick so what's oh new there God. guys yeah that's not even julius currently has a butt infection <laughs> <laughs> Please send your prayers and thoughts. That means both of your dogs are infected. Yes. Hurt. It is so. I don't even know how. Literally, my vet called me. She said, I hate calling you. I said, thanks. (laughs) She's like, because I always have to be the one to break all the bad news. And I said, uh, what's happening? Because I just dropped him off to be groomed. And I'm like, who did he bite? What? (laughs) He was in a great mood when I left him. So then she's like, yeah, his butt's infected. I'm like, okay. I just like <laughs> laughed because I was like, why wouldn't it be? Right. Uh, so she's like, you guys don't deserve this. You guys are the best dog parents well, right. I've ever met. You've and yet single-handedly supported your veterinary clinic. They had a great Christmas, y'all. I'll <laughs> let you know. <laughs> After adding everything up, Mike and I were like, yeah, they had a really good Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're waiting if to be like, guys... they're going to be out of town for a while. No, yeah, they should enjoy it. 
right? If uh, you guys moved or the dogs, you got rid of the dogs or something like that, like your vet's office will go out of business. Um, I think we might be ready to hear some crime stories, actually. Well, I hope I'm ready to tell. Yeah. So Jordan didn't have a notebook. <laughs> and yeah. And so she has a piece of paper folded, folded in half, like um, hamburger, hamburger style, which you told Toby hot dog. And he said, oh, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> Christmas. That was the funniest thing ever. We were making stars. It is hamburger. And I kind of started it like a book. A book if you were to start the book on the, the cover. Well, I was going to say a card, but you don't write on the front cover of the card either. No. But I just mean as if, like, if this was a part of the book, this was the first page, and then you turn it, and then you read this page, uh-huh. and then that page. You know I'm the only one that can see you. Yeah. And all the hundreds of people listening can't. Yeah, but they'll understand. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Visualize people. But Jordan does now have a notebook. I do. I got her a notebook. Thanks. <laughs> so now I can write all my stories in this one. So I hope that I tell the story okay. Me too. I Me hope three th- again because I'm going to bring it right back. <laughs> I hope you don't puke during my story. Ew. I know. Not. I'm sorry. There's only one like detail. I'm like gagging already. Okay. I know you are. Oh. It's not. It's <laughs> nothing like the Vampire Sacramento. Okay. So you just go ahead and do Why your. Why did that make me so gaggy? Drink. You didn't even say anything. Okay, guys, we're winging it. Eyeliner life. <laughs> we're doing it. So my. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. What? I have to. I, I, when you sent me the video message today, I was like, oh, that's going in the podcast. So before you oh, get started. What? I have to tell you, or I have to tell them about your video message. Which to me. one? The one where you were like, so <laughs> I wrote out the whole story, and then it's like, there's all this stuff, and then he. He gets acquitted, and then they're like, no, they don't like that. And that's where the words start. (laughs) (laughs) That is probably the best reenactment ever. You were so exhausted. I have not. So I'll precursor to this story, because it was... I think she may have stopped writing when the words started, by the way, because it's only um, like a page and a half, but it's a good one. <laughs> so, so it's a good page. And I a have half not a good slept <laughs> both. <laughs> I have not slept in like three days. So all of a sudden my insomnia came back yeah. and I cannot sleep. But I have the worst where it's like I'm not just sitting there wishing I could go to sleep. I fall asleep. And then I wake up as if someone like jerks me awake. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I can't breathe. And my anxiety's high. And I'm like, okay. And then I fall back asleep. And then it happens over and over yep. and over. Sometimes to the point where I have a little dream. Like Aaron, I was telling her about the dream I had with her. So I've had 20 random ass dreams in the past three days. Mm-hmm. Dwayne The Rock Johnson was present in one of them. And but not the one where I was buying the shitty house. Yeah, Aaron was buying a shitty house and I was crying my eyes out because <laughs> my kids were going to get kidnapped by the taco van. Which, <laughs> it was not even like a van. It was the scariest thing ever. <laughs> oh, it was so scary. Like, I've had the weirdest dreams because of this. So then the dogs wake up and then they're thinking I'm up and I'm like, go lay back down. And then Julius gets all mad and he starts grunting at me like a pig. And I'm like, don't talk back to me go lay down <laughs> and then he goes and he lays down and then frank gets to readjust on top of him because that's how they sleep now and then i fall back asleep on and off on and off on and off and then and finally repeat. no finally 
I can hear either the bus outside or the trash truck or the kids, oh, which I haven't heard morning. the kids in a long time. Well, yeah, because it's been a snow day. Yeah, for it's like been a snow day. Yeah, snow days for a week. Um, and then Julius is like, oh, then that must mean it's time to get up. So oh, then he comes crap. up and wakes me up just when I'm like getting a really deep sleep. Yeah. And then I just cry. <laughs> I just lay there and cry <laughs> and cry. And then Mike's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I'm like super cranky and upset and emotional. Right. So the insomnia drove me to figure and find this story oh right right you said it was related to your yeah. life okay i was wondering where this story yep. was going other than but when the, the words happened it was because the only article i could really find that had a lot of stuff on it you could tell it was some person's something that they just wanted to look and sound really really smart oh no and i was like why are you saying all these words oh, no. <laughs> i was getting so <laughs> mad and i was like why so everything sounded and looked more complicated and then all of a sudden my brain was like and then it was gone write any of the words down no i was like no guys i mean not the smart sounding words but did you stop writing when the words happened yes because then it was just like drama and then i don't like all the court stuff i'm like i don't okay i don't care about the little things relevant to the story no i have the crime down which then i decided you know what that's good enough. Mine actually didn't go into a whole lot We're of detail about We're not a law, law part. <laughs> we don't know that. We say it <laughs> in our <laughs> fucking slogan. So I got the crime because that's what our podcast is about. Is it a crazy crime? Oh, it is. Okay, then I'm ready. And this is probably one I'm going to do one day. Um, That is actually like our cardinal rule. I know. But guys, I can't, I can't lie to you. So, okay. If this is a violent crime... Oh, I'm well, cut, yeah, I'm cutting. I'm not going to cut the mic off. I'm going to leave it recording while I run away. <laughs> Just in case <laughs> if you hear me screaming, apply to you if I like specifically match this, like it, like the crime, it wouldn't apply to you. Oh, God. OK, go ahead. Just, uh, I'll explain later. OK, guys, ready? I'm ready. Why am I waiting for a response? <laughs> Our bad guy, which he's not even a bad guy. I'm love alone with him right now. His name is Kenneth James Parks, and at the time, he was 23 years old. That's younger than me right now. Okay. So that means I have two whole years on him to snap. Well, then, no, you're you're past your date. You can't anymore. It's only for people, like, 23 and younger. 23, of course it's 23. 23 was the worst year of mine because I hate the number 23. So, oh, of course. Right. We've talked it, about that uh, yes. before. Yeah. So, of course it would happen, 23. But anyway... He's from Canada. Go fucking figure. He goes crazy because everyone's so nice all the time. They can't hold it in anymore. They snap. <laughs> which is like me. No outlet. <laughs> which is me. I'm so nice all the time. I think this is your outlet right here. Yeah. This, this podcast is your outlet. Um, so he was from the Toronto area. He was married. He had a new baby. Um, oh, insomnia. I'm seeing the theme. <laughs> but he suffered from insomnia. It was actually just called he, There Was a Baby. Also, right? But... He had this since he was like a really like a little kid. So he's mm. had it kind of his whole life. So we'll okay. get there. We'll get there. Um, he also had re- extremely high anxiety. Well, duh. But also because he was unemployed and instead of being like a good dad and husband, he was betting all this money that they didn't actually have on like mm. horse races and bullshit like that. Yeah. And of course, he wasn't really making anything back. And right. then... On top of that, the reason he is unemployed is because he stole tur- turkey turkey <laughs> to make the tacos. Um, he, st- 
Guys, I'm so losing it. He stole uh, the talkie. He stole $32,000 from his employer, which was like a electric company. That's a ton of money. So, of course, when they found out, they were like, well, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Go home, eh? Um... <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just I, I say a a lot so uh-huh yeah that was I'm just really like nothing to do with, with him right now right I mean I wasn't fired for stealing that much money I've never been fired but <laughs> I'm glad that you like fixed that statement because oh. it sounded like I wasn't fired for stealing that much money oh <laughs> <laughs> no that's funny I've never been fired but you know, just <laughs> she got away with all of her theft. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's funny. Um. But so then they There's went still to court time for you to be fired. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna fire you. I was I like, need uh... you to watch my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think your kids would be upset. <laughs> They'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> um. So I don't know. He had like some court thing about that. Obviously, he had to like give the money back and. I'm well, sure yes, there was some sort, sort of arrangement, right? But those were some words I didn't care about. So I wanted to get to the good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so, guys, I really tried to make this like a good story. So now I'm going to get into the thick of things. In May 1987, <gasps> someone was born. Well, you were born already, but you know what I, I mean. I was five. Alive. <laughs> someone was having a birthday. Yay! Um. Someone was not. <laughs> True. So one early, early morning, I'm talking about like middle of the night, but I hate saying that because it was actually early morning. So like three. Mm, yeah, maybe around three. Okay. Um, Kenneth, uh, he got up from the couch. He had fallen asleep there watching TV. He put on his shoes. He grabbed his keys. He left out the door. He left the door wide open. He Was he awake? Got the, in the car. He drove 14 miles Ooh. to his in-law's house. Oh, he got there. He went in their garage. He grabbed a tire iron and a kitchen knife and went upstairs to their bedroom. Uh-huh. So this is like so, a lot. Just soak it all in. Okay. Drink it up. I have a question. Please all save questions to the end. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I tried to sound official. Yeah, but you said it in the wrong order. <laughs> yep. So he got there and of course his mother-in-law and father-in-law are asleep. And he instantly tried strangling his father-in-law. Holy shit. So he just about did it, but he kind of like switched focus, I guess, and went to the mother-in-law and before he was all the way dead. Yeah. And smashed her with the tire iron. Oh my god. In the head. So she had like oh. brain bleeding and stuff. And then stabbed her six times with the kitchen knife. Oh. And then stabbed her in the heart and killed her. Oh gosh. And then he did stab the father in law, but the father in law lived. Yeah. So I I guess he didn't stab him in the heart. Right. Um so then he went out into the hallway and he was like, so in his mother-in-law and father-in-law's house, they still had kids at home because oh. he had married their like oldest, oldest daughter. Right. Um, so the two teenage girls that still lived at home heard him in the hallway and they like told the police, well, he was making these noises like an animal, like grunting. Oh. And then he just stopped and he got silent. And then it was a few minutes and then he started again and then he left. 
So I was like, oh my God, that would scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Like any of that would scare me. But that alone, like that's yeah. like the silent part would freak me out. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know where he is. So then he left that, that house and he walked into a police station around 4.45 a.m. That's why I said maybe around 3. Like, okay. You yeah, know, depending was, on how long it takes to do he, that to people. Yeah. Um, And was just like, I don't know what happened. I think I killed someone. I don't know. It might be my mother-in-law. Barbara Woods was her name. Um, I could just see her face in my head and she looked so sad. And I might have killed them. I think I did. I think I killed them with my bare hands and was just splatting it all out. Was he like covered in blood? He was so been covered in oh blood. yeah yeah like he was like this is what I think I did I don't know this is what I don't know what happened this is what I'm seeing in my head I think I killed someone oh my god he was freaking out so the police were like taking his report down obviously because they're like okay you're confessing a huge murder and you have blood all over you right um, the blood the blood really helped like seal it well on top of that his tendons in his hands were all cut like his own hands and it was like the the flexi tendons yeah they were all sliced on his both of his hands both of his hands so from what the knife out so they okay so i heard two different things but i'm thinking if you're stabbing and then trying to yank it back out maybe Mm -hmm. i you slip and you cut your well and I don't know. I was trying to imagine. It's his defense that he was sleepwalking. So he was sleepwalking. That was like the big thing. So then if you're not real conscious about what you're doing. So that was the biggest thing in in his first trial Mm -hmm. because he was sleepwalking. He had this. Okay. I don't remember how to pronounce it. Parasomnia. No, well, yeah, that's what they kept calling it. But it was this thing about the kitchen knife and how when he was pulling it out, that's how he felt no pain. Um, Disassociative analgesia? I don't know how to say it. Uh, Analgesia? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, because an analgesic is like a, it numbs the pain. Yeah, so I put the definition because I didn't know what it was. It was a pain blocker without painkillers. Right. So it can um, occur from states of shock or high distress or sleepwalking because you're not connected mentally whatever so i was like holy shit this guy like slices hands like oh my god clear through so well and that i mean that makes it makes i could see how he would do it makes sense how yeah that would happen even if you were awake because it would be slippery oh yeah very quickly especially she was still alive so she's actively bleeding yeah and yeah he got so, her in the heart and then stabbed the father-in-law then it, that definitely was yeah so and the father-in-law lived which not gonna lie most of this time i'm reading it i thought they both died yeah so after this huge examination of the whole case because claiming sleepwalking is not as easily right. said as you know what i mean like right, it's, right. you can't just be like well i was just asleep um so <laughs> that was uh, I was reading that and I was like, if people did that more often, I I don't know. I would be like, I don't believe you, but I believe yeah. this guy. I don't know. <laughs> right. So after reading everything, I was like starting to believe him more. So they did all these sleep tests and um, EEGs. Yeah. And I had to like say that right. 
I was going to say like an EKG or whatever the other one is. With the the, e- yeah, EKG was the yeah, heart one. Heart, yeah. So EEG. And then they did a bunch of like psychological tests and they showed that he has abnormal brain functions when he was asleep. Mm-hmm. And even in the sleep test, it showed him sleep talking and walking. And um, what was the other one? Like a night terror type of thing. Oh, yeah. So they... Like it, sleep paralysis? Kind Oh. I hate that. I have that. Yeah. Do you have the old woman sitting on your feet? What? That's no. like apparently the number one vision what? that people with sleep oh my paralysis God, no. have is they, you know, they wake up, but their body's not awake yet and they see an old woman sitting on oh their feet. Oh my God, no. Yeah. No, one time I had it, I was napping on the couch when the kids were asleep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, am, I like imagined everyone coming home and me standing up yeah. and like getting up with you guys. And I remember seeing myself laying down napping creepy Ugh, i can't i'm gonna throw up um <laughs> and i haven't so, even started telling my story yet so he was acquitted which we already talked about because sorry no that's <laughs> right i told you already so i was like but it, this was like one of the first times i think they said in canadian history that claiming mm-hmm. sleepwalking actually worked right but these were the things that were kind of on his side so he has had history of um sleepwalking since he was 11 and at one time, he w- his mother, obviously, when you're 11, you live with your mom. But <laughs> his mom when noticed. he was still living with his mom. Yeah. He was starting to walk towards, like, the, um, the balcony of their six-story apartment. Oh, my God. And he just almost flung himself right off the edge. Oh. And he was asleep. Uh-huh. So that, like, no one's going to do that. Obviously, you'll die. Right. And he was so scared when he woke up, and that was really bad. Um, so was that already documented or did they accept her testimony on it i think they accepted her because that's not you don't call the police be like well no but like if she had told a neighbor or or a doctor oh maybe Uh, well it might have been a doctor because now because it just kind of said like that's what his mom said so i don't know where they collected that from right so she might have just told them or she might have told a doctor but it was in the family history and they said 21st and second degree relatives had a sleeping disorder of some sort oh wow so that's a lot like my family a lot of people have insomnia in my family which right that's just whatever um but 21st and second degree relatives that's a lot of fucking people so um for a second i didn't know if i could curse so i was like fucking (laughs) sorry um it's only kids podcasts you can't curse on that's what tobin was telling me today all that well he's a good boy um so then there were three major other three major factors um that he had been sleep deprived for 48 hours which was like i don't know if it was because of a work thing or a baby thing or a stress thing or right but it was somehow known that he was sleep deprived sleep kind of like jordan like me sleep deprived for 48 hours that he had major physical exhaustion right. from playing rugby all day which i was like okay why why are you doing that go get a job but whatever who am i rugby to judge all day i have another diagnosis to propose <laughs> so <laughs> so that was that was the physical side and then emotional stress because he had so much gambling debt because they had no money and he kept and he had a baby yeah yeah so um those were like the perfect cocktail to get sleepwalking is what they kind of were saying sure um but they're thinking that 
like because they were kind of like what was the motive of going to the in-laws house because i guess his wife so their oldest daughter this was going to be my question earlier what? was the motive was there bad blood between him and the in-laws no not at all the um the oldest daughter that he ended up meeting was a runaway and she was like no i'm not going back and he convinced her to go back to the family and then oh. through time then they ended up falling in love and wanting to get married so then the parents were like well yeah you gave us our daughter back like you're already a son to us like right. you know kind of like so much love and the mom loved him so much because uh, he was like a really big guy like yeah tall big guy so um she always called him her gentle giant and stuff like that and they had oh, like a no. a perfect relationship and oh my god when shit started hitting the fan for him he was like i guess not visiting them as much because he was worried that they were gonna abandon him and like yeah you're not doing well so we don't want to be around you and yeah that which that didn't seem like the case from what everything well i mean saying. they took their daughter back after she ran away yeah so, so she was he was worried that they were gonna like disown him or something but um i think he really cared what they thought yeah so he didn't want to disappoint, disappoint them, them. Yeah. so but there was nothing bad there they're thinking in his head when he semi woke up for sleepwalking or however you want to say that he had plans to go there the next day so in his head mm. it might have been that time to go and then he was thinking well these aren't these people they're trying to hurt someone like you know they don't know what sort exact, of paranoia yeah they don't know exactly what triggered him but could he, he have been he drove 14 miles yeah that's well, insane but when you're sleepwalking you're not asleep it's just different parts of your brain are turned on and I that's know. a that's a muscle memory thing to do yeah. so you can do that because i think my brother sleepwalk i i sleep talk i know yeah. that and i move in my sleep a lot like my boss slash childhood friend um sleep talks yes and walks she yelled at us one she's time. mean yep. <laughs> sarah and i were like we're out of here <laughs> like, <laughs> she was of, mad about something i think it had to do with the color yellow i don't yes. know yes yeah, yeah when she, she fell asleep mad. on the couch watching yes. tv yep uh-huh no that that pops into my head too yep. uh i had to I had I got in late to a hotel in San Francisco and I needed to get something from her for work the next day that I had to have that night it was a t-shirt mm-hmm. and um I when I texted her she's like well I'm gonna lie down just like come knock on my door this is my room number at the hotel and so I knew that she had gotten to sleep mm-hmm. and then when I called her I could tell that she wasn't and I was so scared to knock on her door (laughs) I was like if she's not a awake and I wake her up she's not gonna wake up she's just gonna get me (laughs) Mm -hmm. I sleep talk but um Michael asked me what does this mean and I'm like well and I'll say something and I'm like I have no idea what does that mean he's like I don't know he kept saying it I'm like oh I have no idea like that is a totally different person right so (laughs) but I know sometimes my dreams if like it's really active dream or I'm like fighting my way out of something yeah I'll start punching or kicking I'm like does that wake you up sometimes but not all the time because sometimes (laughs) Mike's like (laughs) like oh my god I've been hit oops sorry but uh yeah so I I don't know I guess oh I was saying my brother he might I think he might have had sleepwalking because I feel like I heard a story about him doing like sleep eating because that's another big disorder thing and I feel like I remember someone saying that he went downstairs and he just started like 
making sandwiches and just started eating them and he was you asleep. must have told me that story before yeah. because that sounds really familiar yeah to me. so i was like that must have so i guess we do have sleep disorders in my family right so I know, yeah maybe generally. i know insomnia but right one out of ten people have sex in their sleep what yep one out of ten people with a sleeping disorder i think so I mean, it can't just be random people. Not everyone has a sleeping disorder. I'm fairly certain I've never had sex in my sleep. And if I have, I'm really not happy about that. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. I feel like your partner's a little culpable in that case. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me. Do you remember when I was obsessed with Desperate Housewives? Yes. (laughs) She was trying to convince her husband that she had sex insomnia. That she would like seduce people in her sleep because she thought she was found out that she was cheating on him so she <laughs> i can't i'm sorry because she was like acting asleep and he went to sleep and then she starts like coming on to him and he was just like what are you doing like i really wake up and she's like oh where am i oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And she acted all coy like oh my god i can't believe this happened again <laughs> i was like holy shit that's like some next level shit to get <laughs> yeah that's something. a lot <laughs> that's like a lot of planning oh it was funny sorry uh, back on track but anyway y'all know the end he was acquitted <laughs> i think they tried to overturn it a few years later but they're kind of like this perfect cocktail of yeah it's and like this isn't him like it was like a a bad jumble of things and it'll right. probably never all happen at the same exact time again to make him dangerous dangerous again so that was it. His like subconscious or unconscious or both thought that if they found out, they'd be upset with him because that was his actual fear. And so, in order to keep them from finding out, he had to make sure they could never I find out. That's why I was like, they must have known already, and he just didn't want to go around to like be around the disappointment. Yeah, which I mean, eventually would he have got known a divorce he was unemployed. because. Well, yeah, if you're husband killed your mother yeah. in his sleep that's a little hard to live with right and so. would you want to sleep in the same room as him oh, anymore yeah with your child with yeah i'll say with your baby that changes everything yeah so um yeah wow i know i was a little crazy yeah but yeah i was inspired because <laughs> i told i, I told inspired. frankie i was like if you don't let me sleep tonight you got me <laughs> he's looking I'm at me like i'm gonna go kill what? somebody i like oh uh, well or them but whatever yeah but that doesn't match the story <laughs> my phone has gone into um it's like amber mode oh do you have that turned on on your phone you can turn you can nightlight n- well it's like see how it's like yellowy ready oh, your night orangey yeah yeah i have mine set for 9 30 Mine's set for nine. <laughs> wow. I know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it it's telling me that it's already past bedtime. It's yeah, really I'll say that's what mine when I'm like, uh-oh, it's time. It's almost, it's almost that time for you. Okay. I don't know if I should tell you what mine is called. Uh, I'm like not ready for this. I need to like, what is it when you could just take a part of your brain and then like put it in a box in the corner? Compartmentalize. I need to do that. <laughs> Texas eyeball killer. <sighs> okay. Your sister would hate this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. She shouldn't listen. <laughs> um, so before I start a couple of 
notes where this where you could find this story um i think my favorite murder did an episode on it like a million years ago one of their earlier episodes um or like they mentioned it in an episode i feel like i've heard it on there um also uh there's a criminal minds episode oh yep uh where they criminal minds they talk about it in fact it might even be one of the cases oh it's either one of the cases or it's one of the things that Reed brings up when they're talking yeah. about another Sometimes case. Sometimes they take a case and they just switch a few little subjects about yeah. it and then they're like, here's our case. Yeah. So. Um, but I think they referenced it by name. Okay. So, I don't know. Uh, then it also was on like an episode of Autopsy and a bunch of other things and there had been books written about it. So it's a very like. Okay. So when we were talking earlier about, um, which we've haven't talked about yet but like some of our episode plans for the future yeah um i i was like well i that's what i did this time so yeah here we go all right so anyway okay. um so you can imagine like the gory detail is going to be about eyeballs, eyeballs. but i'm gonna i'm gonna really limit it and we're okay. actually gonna talk more about people okay okay because this is a really interesting case um there are some very interesting characters in it okay and like good guy versus bad guy is a little unclear in certain spots so here we go okay we're gonna dive in okay uh december 13th 1990 in dallas texas these kids are walking through a really bad part of town in oak cliff and they're walking down a street and they see what they think is a mannequin in the road like just laying face up in the road and her shirt is pulled up I think covering parts of her face um and she's mostly nude and just laying there face up in the road and they go over and it's not a mannequin it's a body um she is 33 year old Mary Lou Pratt Mm -hmm. um it actually they don't immediately identify her they first find out that she she's a young white woman with dark hair who is mostly nude who's been shot in the back of the head and has blood on her face and her shirt um and they suspect that she was raped and all that anyway then they identify her she's mary lou pratt she's a sex worker oh um and so they they take her back and they're doing the autopsy and they are going to check on like the condition of her eyes and that kind of thing. And they open up her eyelids, which were closed and nothing there. That's sad. Yes. So her eyes had actually been removed. They weren't like mutilated, like nobody stuck their thumb in and pried it out. They were like surgically, surgically removed. removed. <laughs> and then the eyelids were closed back over it and it was and the person had to have taken it with them. There wasn't any remains of, like, the eye tissue at all. Okay. Just, like, the socket. I know what that looks like. Okay, well, that's upsetting. Yeah. Oh, well, no, it's not as upsetting. Well, I mean, it's kind of upsetting because it's gross looking. But, yeah, yeah I know what that looks like. It's a yeah. very strange thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so, okay, my thought with that was I have not seen any dead people ever except for one dead person who was on an autopsy table actually you've never seen a dead person at like a funeral or anything i really have not been to very many funerals dang i was at my great grandmother's but she no actually i guess she was there i guess i did see her that's a lie but i was 14 
It was okay. a really long time ago. Yeah. And then I was at my grandpa's, but he had passed away quite a while before that. And yeah. so he'd already been cremated and it was just the services, because it was around the holidays. So the yeah. services were later. Um, and that's it. Wow. I, I've been to a couple other funerals, but the, nobody was there. I mean, no dead people were I've seen a dead. lot of dead people compared to you. Yeah. Um, well, so really the only one that I've seen up close and personal other than my great grandmother, maybe depending on whether or not I'm remembering that correctly, is um, the woman that was at the medical center when mm-hmm. we went on that horrible field trip. And my lab partner was like, let's take the thing off her face. Can I do that? And they were like, well, I guess so. And then she did. And it was awful. Yeah. But wouldn't the eyes all of that is to say <laughs> wouldn't you be able to tell if somebody didn't have eyes if i close my eyes they go oh. you can see yeah my eye shape yeah if i didn't have eyeballs but so then my next thought was maybe when you're dead it's just kind of sunken and oh yeah maybe um okay no so when you're dead your eyes are still eyes because they haven't dehydrated to nothing do you know what I mean? Like Even it takes if you've been because the last dead person I saw, yeah, obviously they're posed, right? Unless they put something in their in eyes, the eyes, which I feel their like eyes maybe are they do. Ew. Okay, recorded now. When I die, do not put anything in my eyes. I want to look exactly how I look. Just let me lay there. I would like to be cremated. I'd like my eyes to be open. And you can find a super flattering picture of me and post that. You want your eyes to be open. So I can stare at everyone. <laughs> that's, that's saying goodbye creepy. to me. <laughs> nope. Not going to happen. Oh, that'd be good. Um, okay. So moving on. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I can't answer that question because my cousin never had eyes. So his eyelids aren't actually there. So he doesn't blink. That is, by the way, why you know eyes. what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I figured that out, but then it occurred to me that no one else would know that but then you didn't say anything (laughs) well then because we start talking about other things but no so he doesn't have eyelids so it's just kind of like eyelashes and eyelashes oh he doesn't have eyelids no well because he doesn't have eyes so i didn't realize that i thought just the eye tissue hadn't formed no so it's just like a little socket and then eyelash and eyelash and then that's it so you can kind of see the little stem where your eye would connect right but just so it's like partially it. formed it just didn't like i don't even know if you could see the stem anymore when he was younger you could see it right when he was a little baby interesting yeah and also sad yeah um all right so then months later um let's see december january a month later oh, okay. um a sex worker in the same area in oak cliff i came forward her name was veronica and i love that name yeah i always have um well she was alive so Mm. she lives um she told police that she had gone out with a john and that she had been beaten and raped he was extremely violent oh my god um that she got away from him she thought he was gonna kill her and she ran and she hid until a friend could rescue her i guess she um was hiding and saw him drive by or she had run to his house or something it was really that part was really unclear to me but anyway um had run to a a male friend and um he saved her okay and um the police couldn't really do anything about it and they were kind of like well yeah you 
work in a really violent part of town and you're a sex worker in this really violent part of town like really sorry that happened to you it's a high risk situation um and you don't know who the guy is so there's not anything that we can do about it so um she then so the police officers that she talked to they actually knew her from working on the streets like they that was their area to patrol and they just knew her came across her before yeah and i think pretty regularly enough to talk to um and probably had arrested her several times and that kind of thing so they knew like it wasn't a date or whatever else so then several days later they see her in a blue truck with a guy and they're like oh my god that's him I don't know why they thought that was him that seems like a really dumb conclusion to come to but they try to arrest him and she's like no 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 this is the guy that saved me and so like okay well um let you know let's take his name and all that so they take his license and um he goes by the name Speedy but like S-P-E-E capital D-E-E Speedy (laughs) what is he a DJ I don't know. DJs are the only people who can capitalize whatever letter they want and misspell their <laughs> names. <laughs> Just so um, they they look at his address. They take his information down. They like file this And that's away. the one that saved her. This is the one she says saved her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a blue truck that they were in, if that matters. Um, so his address is on El Dorado Avenue. Just, I thought that was fun. I like that. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. All right. So then a month later, so February of 1991, they find another body. Oh, no. Uh, this time it's Susan Peterson. She's 27. She's also a sex worker. She's also white. She is also mostly naked with her shirt pulled up. Mm. She has also been shot in the head, this time in the top of her head, the back of her head, and through her left breast. Oh, my gosh. Um, And she's been dumped in South Dallas. Um, And sure enough, they take her in and they're doing the autopsy and no eyeballs. And they have also been Uh. removed surgically. And they said, um, you know, a couple things of note. They were so well removed. Mm -hmm. Like it was so well done that even her eyelids didn't have any marks or cuts or anything on them. (sighs) Um, And also they noticed there was no blood. Like they hadn't bled. So it was post-mortem. Right. Which it would have to be to do it that carefully they'd have to either be Ugh. unconscious or dead like yeah. there's no a, a struggling person that would never happen yeah um but at least it was post-mortem right but the yeah. eyes are gone Silly. um the other thing of great significance is that when they were checking like police reports they discovered that two days before she died peterson had spoken to a police officer and said that she knew or she thought she knew who Pratt's killer was, Mary Lou Pratt's killer was. And she had not identified a person, but it was like the intention for her to come in and and tell them at some point. Um, Probably because she was also a sex worker and didn't trust the police and whatever else. But um, now she was dead. And presumably by the same person, unless there's like some magical eye-removing school that everybody has been going to. Nope. Um, so the press names this killer, which they now have decided is a serial killer, mm-hmm. um, or at least a serial criminal, the Dallas Ripper, after Jack the Ripper, Ew. for removing all the <sighs> organs with surgical precision. Should have been something way blah, blah, blah. more clever than that. Yeah, but I think that that evokes enough, like, 
fear but also intrigue yeah. that and it's it's pop culture enough that people would know I guess what it was. but yes no it's not the eyeball killer is <laughs> not any more clever but at least more descriptive <laughs> yeah it's like what is he ripping <laughs> right um okay so a there were two months between the first and second murders and so police at this point were thinking well you know we know he's gonna do it again like we know he's out there and it's the same person and blah 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 they hadn't really connected the veronica case with it yet like that was in their files already and chronologically that's where it fell but they weren't really interested in it at all that was sort of a one-off kind of thing and um they figured that they probably had like two months between because it was two months between the first and second kill so yeah even though it was we now know timeline wise it was one month one month yeah um so they weren't so concerned they were banking Um, on it yeah they thought they had a little more time they also had built a profile and they said you know we're we're really sure that it's a white male between the ages of blah blah blah. it's always a white male between the ages of blah, blah 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 but they said you know he will attack and kill only white sex workers because rape is one of those crimes that people tend to stick to racial profiles that was his type and whatever else um so they did not immediately identify his next victim as his victim because shirley williams on march 18th 1991 when she was found was black so they didn't and they were like well it can't be can't be her so um she was a part-time sex worker and i don't know part time what else um but presumably that means that she had some Some other other. profession that whatever um apparently does not matter because it doesn't fit the profile Mm -hmm. um she was 41 years old she had also been shot through the top of her head and in the face the other thing that made her really different other than her race and that she was a little older than the other victims but not not a ton um is that she her face was all messed up she'd been punched in the nose and it was broken and she had bruises and like one of her eye sockets may have been cracked or really severely bruised um but as the medical examiner is like looking over the body before it gets moved he's like "Mm, just on a whim let me just see and sure enough no eyes however her eyes were not moved removed with such precision it was much more like hurriedly done um and they found a piece of an exacto knife in her eye socket where it had Ah, broken uh, ah. yes exacto knives scare me yeah they're well i have a scar from i I i think i have one too now because i i don't know what i was doing but then i just all of a sudden decided to slice my entire finger yeah it was right before halloween right me oh yeah yeah I don't remember what you were doing either, but if we listen to our podcast episodes, we could figure it out. No, wasn't it your out. thumb? Oh. It was your thumb because you had the big old bandage on it and you couldn't write your podcasting oh. notes. It's your right <laughs> thumb. It's my right thumb. I have another that cut that was on the tip yes. of my finger that was yeah. there forever. That is still there and it's a scar and it's like, I feel like I cut the nerves because it hurts. So. Oh. so there that goes. But anyway, sorry, continue <laughs> as I try to find a scar. I love that. Like, I know where it is. Yeah, <laughs> I have no sure idea where, where it is. is. She's looking at the wrong fingers on the wrong hands. Oh. And, um, anyway, 
so they tie this one to the same killer again and they have now less of a profile because it's so yeah. unusual for a rapist to cross race lines that and and but this is this just an same. opportunity thing because that's Could a be. high risk it is it is so. Um, and it's definitely like the same area and it's definitely the same profession and the same method of coming across people and same gender eyes. Well, yes. And same gender and same positioning. That was the Mm -hmm. other thing that I was like, well, I feel like you come across the body and it looks like that, but maybe there are just enough violent acts against people especially women especially sex workers in this area that it wasn't unusual to see a mostly naked person dead in the street that's crazy isn't that a horrible yeah thing to say or please hear? don't move to texas i'm not moving to texas <laughs> <laughs> but we've discussed this yes <laughs> Um, so days later, a witness comes forward. Her name mm. is Brenda. She is, surprise, surprise, a sex worker. Um, and she tells police that a white man tried to kill her. And oh. she gives a description. Um, and actually, her name might not be Brenda, but that's like her name on record. Yeah. Um, she gives a description of him, salt and pepper hair, some stubble, a little beard, uh, brown station wagon, brown station wagon, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Um, Immediate red flag. Sorry. (laughs) Well, it is early 90s, so. Yeah. Less of a red flag. I don't know. Um, She says that what happened was she'd gotten in his car because he was a client and, or I don't even know if you get to be a client Client. if you just randomly climb in someone's car on a street corner, but I think client is a nice word. It's a a much nicer word than he deserves. Mm. Um, And he said you know, let's go somewhere. I want to go here. And she was like, no, I have a rule. We go to, you know, here are the places we can go. Um, because I never, I never go anywhere. I don't know. And he got really mad and started shouting at her and she felt threatened enough and scared enough that she maced him, even though he was driving and he didn't stop driving. He kept going. And so she jumped out of the moving vehicle and ran away. Oh my God. Yeah. So um, that is on file another. They're like, okay, there's a pattern. Yeah. (laughs) We need to, uh, we need to look into this. And they, so when they were doing Williams's autopsy, the last woman, Mm -hmm. they found pubic hair on her neck and they looked at it under a microscope, which is partly how they determined it was pubic hair. Um, And so different hair types have, especially between different races, but you know, even just different hair, like Sophie's hair would have two different hair types on her head, Yeah, um, have very distinct looks under a microscope. Right. Yeah. And so they could tell that it was from a Caucasian. Oh. Um, and apparently they could tell Caucasian male. I don't know how they identified gender because it doesn't sound like they ran any kind of DNA, but I don't know, maybe men and women's pubic hair is different. That's weird. Under a microscope. I don't know. Okay. Um, or maybe they just were looking for, uh, they knew her killer was male. So whatever. Um, so that is when they started sort of piecing everything together. And between 
um, the newest eyewitness, the Brenda account, they also thought, well, you know, maybe maybe Veronica is tied into this too because that was also a violent person attacking a sex yep. worker. Um, and so they remember about Speedy oh. and how he seemed really shifty and the whole he hasn't situation played was any just shows a little lately. strange. Right, and they hadn't seen him at the club. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, or at least not on any of the nights that they discovered women the next morning. No. Um, and so they went back through and they ran his driver's license information because mm-hmm. this was pre- uh, Wi-Fi connections and computers in police cars days so oh, they hadn't yeah. done it when they pulled him over and um, they found out that the address belonged to a Fred Albright okay okay here's the problem with Fred Albright he's, he's dead, dead. <gasps> yep so cue dramatic music and lightning and thunder yeah so then um that's all very strange, but that's like a dead end. And they they can't get in touch with Veronica again because she's in prison. Go figure. And, right. So um, they are just kind of stuck again. So they get a call from a woman. And she says, you know, I've been seeing about this on the news and reading about it. And I might have some information for you. She said, I used to work in a mall. And there was this guy and he was very sweet and he would bring me gifts all the time. And everybody was like, oh, no, he's creepy. Like, don't go out with him, whatever. But I did. And we started dating. um, And his name was Charles Albright. Mm. Fred Albright's son. (gasps) And he was married. However, he uh, let me move into one of his rental properties and he would come there and we would have sex. Um, but then it started getting weird and he started to demand things that I was, I was not comfortable with. Um, and then one day he told me that he was a con man and had tons of stolen property. Um, and he got like just the things that he was asking for really, really awful. And he became obsessed with like eyes and knives. And uh, so I moved out um, and I have since gotten married, but I've never forgotten him. And I've always been worried he's going to come back after me. How creepy. And then she says, also Mary Albright or Mary uh, Pratt. I know he knew her. So they're like, okay. We yeah. have to check this out. Yeah. Um, so they look up. At this point, they're looking into two people because they're looking into the speedy, speedy. guy. Mm-hmm. They both have long criminal histories. Okay. Um, Speedy's, he's got a long criminal record. He uh, has given a an address that doesn't match his name as his place of residence. Like, it's just... Very strange. Um, Charles Albright. I keep wanting to call him by his dad's name, but Mm. whatever. Um, He has also a long criminal record, um, but they're mostly like thefts and that kind of thing. Okay. But there's this one like outstanding like weird thing, which is an assault on a child. Um, And he has a conviction for it. Oh, God. Um, He is also married, which fits the story that this last woman told them. Right. Yeah. Um, and her name was not given, of course, because she didn't oh, yeah. do anything. Um, so they're, they collect photos of these men and other men, and they do like a photo lineup. And they give it to Brenda, and she's like, him. 
Oh. And then they're like, okay, well, we should really give it to Veronica too, which was really challenging because she's in prison. So it's yeah. sort of hard to get to her anyway, but then also she wasn't inclined to be cooperative. Mm. And so finally they get her to cooperate and look at the pictures and she fingers the same guy, which is Charles Albright. <gasps> okay. So they go to his house and they search and they find red condoms, which was the same color of condom that was found outside or at Shirley Williams's crime scene. Oh. So one of the things they said in one of the articles I was reading is they weren't sure like they couldn't prove rape because there was oh. never any semen, but there was a condom found, but it was an unused condom found at the last crime scene. Oh. And so they didn't know if like he'd been inter- interrupted and that's why like, or she had really fought back and that's why he'd beat her and everything else. Cause her crime scene was such a mess. Yeah. Um, and so they, they assumed that because they were sex workers and because they were, murdered and like you Mm -hmm. know it was pretty reasonable to assume that they had also been raped and then they found the condom and assume they were raped anyway red condoms which is weird Mm -hmm. um they also found in his home books about serial killers they also found nazi literature (gasps) they took a bunch of debris from the vacuum they asked him if he owned any guns and he said no and then they proved that he was lying. They found like a registration. He was like, oh, okay, well, here's where they are. Oh my God. And the guns matched. So the first two crime scenes, the gun was the same. And mm-hmm. then the, the last one was different, but this was Texas. So, you know, everybody has a million guns. Yep. They looked in one of his other properties because he owned a bunch of properties or at least like his father did. And now he was in charge of them. Oh. And um, they found exacto knives Ugh. in one of the other properties. Okay. So they call his wife and her name is Dixie and she says, well, great name. Yeah. <laughs> he was in bed with me all of these nights. Like it can't be him. Mm-hmm. There's no way. She said he, he is employed. Um, he has a paper route. He goes to early in the morning, but every one of these nights he was definitely with me. And it, this just doesn't fit him at all. He's the like, nicest Dixie, guy. How much is he paying you? Because we'll right. double it. Right. Well, so they question Albright. And he's like, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Like this, I, I've i never even been with. I always want to be like, likely story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been with anyone outside my marriage. Like this is all, this doesn't make any sense. Like the, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, he said, my crimes that I have been convicted for all of them with the exception of that one are property crimes they're not I didn't kill people I didn't hurt people I like Mm. stole shit from businesses it's not that big of a deal um he said that the one conviction um was and I'll go into it a little bit later but he had assaulted a friend's daughter and he pled guilty but oh. he said that he pled guilty because it was going to become a big thing and it was he was going to his name was going to be out there regardless and if he just pled guilty and it went away really fast that it mm-hmm. then he it not everyone would find out yeah. um and I guess he didn't really think through the whole like sex registry thing. I guess not. But, um, you know, it sort of worked. He got probation for it. So it, he didn't even spend any time in jail. So it kind of worked. So um, they said, well, do you know this speedy guy? Because he gave your dad's 
like the address where you're living that your yeah. father it's in your father's name as his home address and he's like well he's one of my tenants like he rents a house from me but he doesn't yeah. live at my house he lives at a different property i don't know why he would have given you this address like that's just this is weird. so weird right so um they question speedy and he says that he um, you know, he doesn't know anything about the crimes. He didn't well, do course. anything. He doesn't know Charles Albright, um, except because he rents from him. But he is absolutely 100% positive that the man he rescued Veronica from was not Charles Albright. It was this uh, Latino man that he had never seen before. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the police decide Albright is really the better suspect. That speedy is not smart enough and not skilled enough to have pulled off these crimes what a like um, insult but yeah like dumb luck <laughs> right. like dang i'm not smart enough to be right the bad not, guy right <laughs> i'm not smart enough to be a murderer <laughs> uh so they arrest albright and then they learn all about his history. So I'm going to tell you about his history. Okay. And my story is going on forever. I'm going to have to edit the hell out of this. <laughs> um, but it's so fascinating. So here is the surprisingly sad story of Charles Albright. He was adopted um, okay. from an orphan. They called it an orphan house. So it was like a group home. Okay. Um Dell and Fred adopted him. Dell and Fred Albright. Um, Dell was immediately like the, like wore the pants in the family, the mom. Mm-hmm. She was a very strict elementary school teacher. She, people described her as like overprotective um, and like very caring. She wanted him to be safe and she wanted him to be, Uh, like the best person that he could be but she never showed any affection to him it was like she was cold but overprotective she also was definitely abusive like mentally and physically abusive to him but Hmm. in in weird ways so uh he got in trouble when he was really little so she locked him in a dark room like when he was like really little like Sophie's age little yeah she was just terrified that he would touch dog poop and get polio and die, that. which is weird. Oh. And so she um, made him go to the hospital and like visit people or like look at people who had polio and were like in the iron lungs. And oh my God. yeah, and was like, if you touch dog poop, you'll get polio and you'll spend the rest of your life here. And I'll, and. <laughs> like but that doesn't even make medical sense but um she what else did she do to him well she would dress him up this was the really weird thing she would dress him up in girls clothes and give him a doll to play with which that made no sense like where does that fit like all I can think is she must have just been kind of crazy um but the other thing that she would do is um just even if she wasn't dressing him as a girl she would just change his clothes all the time because she didn't want him to have any dirt on him like that was not okay she uh tutored and tutored and tutored decided he had to be like ahead of the game and made him skip two grades holy Um, shit as as a kid skip two grades like before high school that was not um 
as a teenager, because he lives in Texas, he was given a gun as a present, <laughs> and he used it to shoot and kill small animals. Oh, that's just like serial killer 101. Yeah, I would say that's just the first red flag. But then he would bring him home to his mother, who was so afraid that he might touch dog shit that she made him go to the hospital, but apparently was totally cool with small dead animals Ew. because he told her he wanted to be a taxidermist. And so she helped him learn how to like stuff them. Ew. Um, but she was super, super cheap. Right. And so when you do taxidermy, like everything mm-hmm. comes from the animal except like whatever you're filling it with mm-hmm. and the eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And those are glass. Which she wasn't going to spend any money on glass. So they sewed buttons on them instead. My gra- I remember this Criminal Mind episode now, but my grandparents also used to do that on taxidermy. But not with button eyes. No, like okay. the whole, the real deal. Ugh. Ugh. I don't get that at all. Uh, so around the age of like 12, or 11, 12, 13, somewhere in there, he started stealing stuff. When he was 13, he was arrested for aggravated assault. Um, as a teenager, there are, there's at least one story that says that he visited a sex worker, like hired a sex worker, um, which was interesting because he always claimed that he had never, ever slept with anyone that that was in that industry. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Um, which is total bullshit. He graduated high school when he was 15 years old and immediately went to North Texas State University. Oh my gosh. Which that has to suck. Yeah. Like that's just so unhealthy. Um, but he was only there a little while because when he was 16, he was caught with cash from a cash register at a store um, and two handguns and a rifle. So he went to jail for a year. Oh God. He got out of jail and he was like, Okay, I'm going to turn everything around and be this really great guy um, and enrolled in Arkansas State Teacher College uh, in pre-med. Like this just all adds up, right? Um, and he did really well in any of the subjects that he really liked in school. But on the other subjects, he just wasn't willing to put forth any effort, even though he was plenty smart enough for it. And so he would uh, steal tests and or like buy tests off of other classmates. Mm-hmm. He had a girlfriend that for some reason had keys or had access to keys for like teachers rooms and offices oh. and stuff. And he would go in and change his grades Oh my god! His like official academic record. Um, he bragged about all kinds of things to his friend, especially or his friends, especially the number of women that he slept with, and they never believed him. And he was also weird. Um, so one sort of instance that is is rele- relevant. <laughs> Can't talk because <laughs> now it's almost ten. Um, is he had a roommate, and his roommate was dating this girl with these really pretty almond shaped eyes. And then they broke up because that's what happens when you're in college. And he threw out all the pictures of them together and he got pictures of him with his new girlfriend. Okay. And then he came home one day and all of these pictures of him with his new girlfriend that he had like maybe hanging on a bulletin board or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody and Charles had cut out pictures from magazines and other places of almond shaped eyes like the original girlfriend and glued them on the eyes of the girlfriend in the new like the new girlfriend in the pictures (laughs) and then he also had like eyes and pictures of eyes in his room like on the ceiling and stuff right which of course in hindsight we're like 
oh, that's really not okay. At the time, I'd be like, are you in the Illuminati? Right. <laughs> like, well, all I'm thinking is like schizophrenia. Like that's the, oh. that's the thing with schizophrenia is like eyes. But um, apparently it really didn't concern anybody. Like everybody was like, yeah, that's really weird. But he's kind of weird like that. Oh. So it just wasn't that out of the norm. Mm-mm. So mm-hmm. shortly after that, he is found with stolen items again. And he gets expelled. He's a keeper. He is. He's expelled. And he, the article I was reading was like, but apparently that didn't phase him because he, <laughs> uh, he just printed himself a bachelor's degree and a master's degree. And he was printed like, it out? He was just like, oh, yeah, I have these. So, I mean, uh. these are still like early internet days. If you had the degrees and it was printed on nice paper with like a seal, like you could totally pass that off yeah especially if you were to go xerox it and then be like well here's a copy of my diploma my degree mm-hmm. um so he married his college girlfriend who thought he had these degrees she became a teacher he got a bunch of jobs um because he couldn't keep a job but it was fine because he did really well at all of his jobs and so he'd just go get another one he would lie about his credentials he would yeah. lie about his degrees and his qualifications and his past experience and all of that um he passed fake checks he would get caught and fired like especially this one time he was a teacher and he got caught being not qualified to be a teacher yeah. <laughs> they fired him uh but he was super charming and every time he broke the law he just sort of talked his way out of it and got probation and this never like got frank abagnale from catch me if you can that movie well yes. I mean, it's a real person but like right he just impersonated anyway he was just so charming and just yeah. went along with it yeah absolutely That's well they crazy. even said like he was a pretty decent teacher yeah so it wasn't yeah so um his divorce started in 1965 when he and his wife separated. I like how you said it started. <laughs> it was finalized in 1974. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like a 10-year span. Why? I mean, it's a nine-year span. Why did it take that long? I don't know. I guess it just, they were Paper separated work? for a really long time and didn't get divorced. Or maybe they were trying to work it out. I don't know. So, yes, it was started in 65 and Holy ended crap. in 74. Um, so shortly after that, he's at a hardware store trying to steal hundreds of dollars worth of supplies and he gets caught and they sentence him to two years and he's out in six months and he converts to Catholicism and becomes this like model upstanding citizen. Like Mm -hmm. people really liked him and really trusted him. Um, his mom dies his adopted mother Mm -hmm. and so he goes to find his birth mother who his adopted mother had always told him was a successful married lawyer or like she had at least finished law school uh yeah it turns out she was actually probably a sex worker he did find her oh wow um and she was not successful had never been to college like basically him but also really explains the whole like uh obsession with like really he just has mommy issues many many mommy issues yep so he visits friends he molests their nine-year-old daughter he pleads guilty we sort of talked about that like he says oh well i pled guilty so that it wouldn't be a big deal and it would kind of go away right in 1985 he meets dixie and asks her to move in with him shortly afterward then 
a little bit after that she is paying all of the bills and he's not working and a little bit after that (laughs) they get married and apparently he just was charming enough and persuasive enough like she knew nothing about his past like any of it none of the criminal history nothing um and also was totally fine with him not working just accepted whatever excuses he gave her for why he couldn't work or didn't work do not um finally he took a an early morning paper route to kind of be like well now i am working yeah now i'm now whatever so okay um at the trial oh and they so that is actually when he would have gone out to see like they discovered that that was he didn't actually take an early morning paper route um he went out and met with with sex sex workers and yeah um and probably did other illegal things and stole stuff and whatever mm-hmm. else. But that's when he did all of the things. And so it would like the paper route was a cover so that she wouldn't be suspicious. Yeah. Because when they when they interviewed her and she was like, no, he was in bed with me every night. He would never do this. She really believed that. And she was obviously naive. Yeah. But also didn't have any cause to believe any. My intuition is so high. I, I would just I would know. My gut is so strong about some things yeah. that it, like, makes me physically sick until I listen to it. Yeah. Like, I would just know. I'd be like, paper out? No, you're not doing paper out. I would just know. You would, yeah. I was talking You'd about this like, earlier today. You are actually hooking up with people you're paying for sex yeah. and then murdering them and cutting out their eyes with a scalpel. I just know it. I That would be me. <laughs> and I'd be like, yep. Yeah, and know. then your significant other would be like, you're fucking crazy and they would leave i'd be like (laughs) bet (laughs) i watch a lot of criminal minds (laughs) so at trial they uh the prosecution brings out the fact that when they were going through the vacuum cleaner that they found hair from more than one of his victims oh head hair but um and between that and his criminal history and the condoms and the eyewitness accounts and his like super creepy history history um they convicted him and they sentenced him to five years to life five years to to life life. Mm -hmm. usually it's like 25 i nope five five to life i double checked (laughs) five years to life um, he is still in prison today, so we're good. leaning more towards life at this point. Well, good. Yes. So, and Ew. he still denies that he did any of this, that he's ever been with anyone that he had to pay for. Did sex. they ever say what he did with the eyes? No, uh, okay. I don't think they found them. I mean, they didn't find them when they searched his house. Yeah. Or his other Because in the episode, they like made that weird, nasty twist. Did they, did he eat them? No, he put the eyes in the taxidermy thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, that was not. I don't think he was still doing taxidermy as an adult. I think that was yeah. just his, like, one of his things that sort of backed up the, like, the eye you obsession. have a problem with eyes. You have a problem with women. You have a problem with women who are also sex workers. You Just like your mother. <laughs> right. You have all these other issues. Um, but, yeah, he's, so he still denies everything, but apparently in recent years people have said that he's sort of he's like collecting articles and reading things about especially if it has to do with like cutting up people and murdering people in eyes 
So he's he's letting that all he's right on track out again. Right. So, I mean, the good Uh, news is that if he continues to do that, then it's really evident he's not rehabilitated and hopefully they will just leave him there forever. Yeah, that's true. So. Ugh. Yep. That was rough. Yeah. Well, uh, but I left out most of the great stuff. But it was really interesting because on the one hand, like nobody was a good guy. No. Like I guess I guess that the sex workers weren't necessarily not good guys. Yeah. They were criminals because that's illegal. Yeah. But they didn't otherwise do anything. Mm-hmm. They certainly didn't do anything to warrant getting murdered. No. Not that I think no, you no, can no, no, really no. do very much to warrant getting murdered yeah. aside from like murdering other people. Yeah. Um the the adoptive mother was horrible. But probably also mentally ill. Mm-hmm. The biological mother, I don't know if she was a liar. I mean, she could have been, a, I guess, a delightful person. But she was such a disappointment to him that he, that affected he him. Snapped. And he was a horrible person. Yeah. But he had a lot working against him. Like, I don't know how old he was when he was adopted. I couldn't find that. Mm-hmm. But that is a big issue. If he was more than... 18 months old or something like that there's probably issues that had already started yeah and then there was no there was no way that you could live with that mom and come out normal i mean not that he should come out a killer but no no but that's true that is disgusting and then i don't know what was up with speedy but that's insane that he he knew everybody involved he rented a house or an apartment or something from the actual murder mm-hmm. he listed the address of the actual murder as his address but apparently he was not at all connected That's other insane. than the fact that he happened to know veronica and be the one who like saved her from from him but they could not ever find any evidence and charles never said anything about him wow and even after he was caught and everything else he never even was like hey well i think it was this guy That's insane. that right? was just really really bad timing everywhere it's just insane coincidences. And I don't know how large this place is, but I feel like if it has that high of a crime rate and that many murders and everything, like, yeah, it's probably well, that, bigger. Uh, well, yeah. It's not a small town where everybody's connected. And, and if so there are that many are, sex workers in one bad area of this town. Right. It's like, got to be a bigger, bigger place. Yeah. So it's not just that everybody is connected. And so it's not that surprising. It says a huge coincidence. Are you taking pictures of my dog? Oh, no. I wish oh. I was, though. Because <laughs> I, I have um, that other little oh, story yes, yes, yes. Okay. screenshotted because it was that little. Um. Let me All right, see. so is this going to be funny? Because our stories were pretty dark. Yes. Hold on, let me find it. And, and gory. Oh, she is so cute. Well, that's why I thought you were taking pictures of her because she's like looking at you, but fast asleep. And I know she's fast asleep because I keep pushing her back up onto the couch because her little butt's sliding off. I know, up. I know. And I can't really hold her with my foot. I've got my foot on her. Okay, let's see. My dog keeps looking at me like, what? Avalar looks like a little lamb. So this is funny and yet not, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> I'm excited because you. Like, I didn't made, even want to. Yeah, had a big reaction. When yeah, you read I didn't want to read it to you. <laughs> okay, so it says I'm just gonna read it because it's just a little blurb, and it was um, 
from the Huffington Post. It was on Reader's Digest. Um, Okay. It says, don't you just hate it when you suffer a major heart attack thinking you're going to die so you confess to a 17-year-old murder only to find out you're not actually going to die but instead sentenced to life in prison? (laughs) It says, yeah, so does James Washington of Nashville because it happened to him. Wow. Can you imagine Thinking you're on your deathbed, so you're like, I just gotta clear this one thing off my conscience. (laughs) You survive. And then you get better. 17-year-old murder. That has been a cold case, I'm sure, for years. Everybody. Someone gave up on that murder. Oh, yeah. And then this guy just. Yeah. Oh, by the way. My case went cold after less than a year. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that insane? Oh, man. Now I want to know more about that. So that that makes me think, if you're going to do your deathbed farewell and clear your mind, heart, and soul, how dead do you have to be be? (laughs) before you know, (laughs) this is my exit. I'm going to say everything now. So I think the first answer is, don't have anything that bad. Well, yeah, I know. But like, wouldn't that suck even if you're just like, Oh, and tell so-and-so I never really love them. Like something right. like emotionally bad. Right, right. And then you don't die. And the person's like, uh, now I know this big secret. Right, right. <laughs> you never intended me to know while you were alive. So I guess maybe you write those things and then don't have open a it loved until one. I die. Yeah. Ugh. Until I am dead, dead. Okay. So <laughs> when I'm in the ground, like I said, when I've been cremated and we have all stared at Jordan's eyes that are open, wide and open, as at you're us. coming over to me to say goodbye, oh. I'm gonna be staring at you like George Washington. My eyes just follow you around. Prop <laughs> so me up. I guess I always have like a I. My mind makes me afraid of things that I shouldn't be. Like mm-hmm. the other day, I tweeted this because I was like, "This is a huge fear of mine," and I just realized it. I was in the shower and I sneezed twice. Oh yes. <laughs> I sneezed and then I sneezed again and I never sneezed twice. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, what if someone just said bless you to me? And then I imagine someone being like, bless you. And I'm in the shower, in the bathroom alone. And I'm like, (gasps) so then I started getting like really freaked out. And I was like, okay, first off, calm back down. No one's here. No one's in the bathroom. No one's going to bless me. Mike will see me sneeze and won't bless me even in front of me. Like no one's blessing my soul. So I was like, well, and certainly not if they're in your bathroom and not supposed to be, they're not going to like give themselves away. I think about like, there was the one guy who was hiding a burglar and the, uh, a husband made a joke to the wife and oh, the and guy laughed. thought it was so funny he <laughs> laughed and I'm like what if it's just like an impulse right someone sneezes bless you and I'm like <gasps> <laughs> and, and then I thought of the Grinch because that happens in the Grinch oh the like the dog the sneezes one that and they're hiding yeah they're hiding and the dog sneezes and he's like this isn't tight. and then he's like <gasps> and then they're just screaming back and forth right yeah <laughs> <laughs> but anyway I mean I really can't like say anything bad because when I'm in the car and I'll and I'm driving by myself and I have forgotten to like check the back seat before I you know <laughs> and it's nighttime and I'm a little bit paranoid and then I'll I'll make a noise or I'll like laugh at something on the radio or sing really loud and then I think what if like <laughs> this is what if thought. someone was in the back what if someone's in the back and now they've heard me do that that's so funny <laughs> wait if they're in the back they're bad people and I don't care. 
<laughs> I, well, that's why I liked my first car, old Greg, so much. Because when I got, I could see my entire car from the rearview mirror. Not even that. Just when I'm getting in my car. Oh, yeah. I could see the entire car. Yeah. Now with my big old truck, I'm like, is anybody yeah. back there? <laughs> but well, all my seats are always down. So because yeah. the dogs, you know, they have to be down so the dogs can fit. So now I'm like, okay, no one's back no there. One's back. You don't have space under your seats, do you? Because they lay flat. So no. Oh no. no. Um. So Tyler will ride in the very back seat, and he'll put that headrest all the way up, which is super annoying because then I can't see out the That's back weird. window. Yeah. But also because at night it's it like, looks like a head, like a head. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, nope, that's okay. My third row, if it is ever up. I have like there's two headrests that always just stick up but I figured out I have this button on my little dash touch screen Mm -hmm. that I hit and then they fold down and then I can fold the entire row down so then I'm always like "Ah!" like die 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 (laughs) okay your car is super fancy that is the only fancy thing I have (laughs) okay we have to get back on track we do have some shout out two hour episode sorry we do have some shout outs but we have been gone so long and so some of these are old that's true um i have a couple of patreon ones and you have, have a, review. a review um so my patreon ones are um we actually had we've announced this one before but i'm gonna announce it again because she left for a little bit and now she's back <laughs> so okay. welcome back nikki zarnecki Mm-hmm. which maybe i'm saying her name wrong and that's why she no i'm just kidding no oh my god i was like <gasps> what do you mean? no it's that's i think that's really how you say it um like but anyway it. so we are super excited to have you back and thank you so much for supporting us yes and then our new new one is rebecca manners who is also a patreon supporter yes. now so both of you can expect some fun stuff headed your way yes um and speaking of fun stuff for patreon supporters we sent out the like exclusive patreon episode oh yeah so if you are interested in that it's if if you donate more than like five dollars or more so five or ten dollars are the two tiers that we have i mean i guess you could donate as much as you would like but yeah <laughs> we capped it at ten dollars <laughs> uh anyway that you can get the extra episode yeah um bloopers i have made significant progress oh, really? on that i have but it's not done well but it is there uh it's getting there and so we sent the but we sent the one out so i feel pretty accomplished can i get like a pre-listen to this blooper reel before we go sending it out because i, I feel know. like it's gonna be a bunch of stuff that makes me <laughs> sound so dumb <laughs> that's a yes that's a yes in it's Aaron not, life but it is now oh <laughs> it's a aaron didn't think of that but really jordan never listens to the episodes after I aaron do. edits them. i do now Oh, okay. I do. <laughs> I promise. You have listened to some recently because you've you've mentioned things. Yes. So I don't make you sound dumb. No, but now if you do the bloopers, because ninety percent of it is me being dumb, and that's <laughs> why we cut it out. Ninety percent of it is super off topic, um, and then there's a bunch of stuff where my kids interrupt us, <laughs> and um, what else is on there? I don't know. Let me pre-listen. Okay. Okay, cool. When it's in a state that it can be pre-listened to. At the moment, it's like 10 hours long, so I have to cut it down a little bit. Oh, my God. A little bit. Well, okay, so it's 10 hours. It's not all bloopers, though. It's also got, like, I have to cut the stories out and all that. Oh, right, right, right. Anyway, go ahead. Do yours. Okay. So, uh, let's see. This one is a podcast review, 
and a super nice one. Yes, <laughs> even though they were Am like I reading it. No, you don't have to read it. Oh, okay. So thank you. It was on iTunes. Um, Thank you to capital Y-H-H-T-Y. Because <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that. But I enjoyed saying those letters. <laughs> and you're from New Zealand, which I think is I was going to say, and it's cool that you're from New Zealand. Yes. Um, Thank you for your review. It was very nice. And I'm glad you're enjoying listening to us. Yes. And we have um, some like promo swaps and yeah. different podcast things. There was a oh Forgotten News podcast. Yep, did a special holiday like a January first thing. Yeah, yeah. And we recorded a, a very poorly recorded but cute message from us we and tried. Tobin. Oh and yeah, we were on on their podcast or on his podcast and uh you did some stuff for my shortlisted yep. buddy brian williams yep. and so you're gonna be on some of his podcasts yeah uh our interview with with um which one of his does the you recorded all those things which one of his pod he has a million podcasts isn't it just the tin pod is it the tin pod right i thought I it was it just a classic I think it Podcast. is. Yeah. Yeah. So he does so. interviews between chapters and he, cause it's, it's like a, it's not an audio book, but it essentially becomes an audio book. Yeah. Um, and then between chapters, he, he does, does interviews, interviews and he interviewed us. And I, I, uh, it's an interesting compilation <laughs> because there's so <laughs> many sound. He had so many technical issues and sound issues with yeah. our interview that it, we recorded it a million years ago, but it only just came out because he had yep. to edit so, so, so much. So, mm-hmm. um, but still that was super awesome. Uh huh. I don't, um, I don't know anything else. I, the only other thing that we talked about saying it all was that we have a very, uh, well, a bunch of special episodes planned, Yeah, but one specific one that we kind of have, concrete plans for we just need our guest we have a special guest who's requesting this type of episode yes and he wants to be on it so he's the one planning it we just need to get him but yeah so that'll be do we want to say what it is what the topic is or the general theme should we say it or should we say it like next week Hmm. like a little everyone should guess oh that would be fun yeah all right well so there's one person who's not allowed to guess, but well, I'm not sure he listens. He just wants to be a guest. Um, I have a lot of <laughs> friends who want to just be guests and they, they don't, don't listen. listen. <laughs> like they have listened occasionally, but they don't really listen. Right. I'm like, okay. Right. <laughs> but Well, um, and actually I lied about that because we have another guest that we have also promised could come on and do a story, which we had talked about before. My friend Christy. Oh, Because she oh, wanted yes. to do the, the story that I like oh, yeah. did a small summary of, but didn't actually get cover. into the, right. the depths of it. Right. What about the, true. the Russian dolls? Um, I forgot about that. So yeah, and then we had a guest request that you told me about today. Yeah. So I think this might be like a season of of like of special guests, sporadic guests, right? That would be fun. Well, that means we really need ideas about what stuff you want us to cover, and we definitely need guesses about what you think next week's right announcement will be. Yes. Like what kind of episode theme it'll be? All right. Okay. So that was so much fun, and I'm so glad that we're back. Yeah. And now we have to pick a new day to record and do some more research. I think our days are always going to be new days. Crazy. I think so, yeah. too. Um, we'll figure it out. So anything that you want to end with? Okay, guys. 
you've made it this far. It's not that hard. We're coming up on a year. Right? We're not that far from a year. No. So I think it's safe to say you are not allowed at this point. Like, do not enter this territory. (laughs) Says the girl who was like, this is the crime I'm going to commit. A murder in my sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Because of my insomnia and anxiety. Um, (laughs) I don't. Not a good excuse. No. But do not. Because if I'm not allowed to, you're not allowed to (laughs) end up on next week's episode. Or any other episode. Ever. Ever. But do have a great week. Yes. And we will be back next Tuesday. See you later. Bye.